It is time for your favorite Android podcast from the crew of blindandroidusers.com. Kick back, relax, and enjoy another fine episode from these Google fanboys and gals as they navigate Android from a blindness perspective. And now, here are your hosts. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Blind Android Users podcast. I'm Ed Green and I'm joined this week by Warren Carr, Austin Pinto, John Dyer, Doug Cameron, Fee Dunn and Sally Kunders. And we're joined by a special guest, Angela, for her Android journey. And I'm coming to you on Saturday, March the 4th, 2023. Uh, This week we have our usual announcement section. Our main uh, spotlight section will be talking about the uh, MWC 2023 conference and all the exciting innovations from there. Uh, We have a listener question which we answer. And as I said earlier, we have our Android Journey segment from Angela. How are we all doing, folks? Austin, what's going on? The climate has become very unpredictable. Sometimes it's very hot. Sometimes it looks like it's going to pour down. So it's, I don't know, it's very mixed weather. The weather can't make up its mind what to do. Ah, well, I hope you don't get too wet if it does rain. Uh, Doug, what's happening? Yeah, not too, too much. I mean, Mother Nature is just, you know, um, confused. We're fluctuating kind of like Austin, but in our case, we're melting to freezing. So we have pretty much skating rinks all across the city right now. Oh, sounds uh, lively for getting out and about. Warren? Oh, so much fun. So we are doing well here, too. And um, we had that snow that closed schools and caused some school delays and all of that. But we're glad that it's over. I mean, it's melting out there. and uh, But boy, the wind, the wind is what makes it really bad. But, uh, I, I, you know, besides that, everything else is going on good. And then uh, I'm a little bit ashamed, uh, but... I will be taking out my Christmas tree finally um, today. Usually we take those things out like maybe the second, by the second of January or at the most January 5. But I can't believe that we still have that. It's the 4th of March and that tree is as dry as a dog bone. Uh, (laughs) And so I'll be taking that out today when we get done with, uh, with the episode and um, I'm not going to throw it on the fire like I did last summer and I got scared. Wowzers. Like are you living on Mercury or something? How long does it take a day to, how long does it take the planet to orbit around the sun if March the 4th is still 12th night? I know. <laughs> uh, it was a 12 day Christmas and it turned into, I don't know what it is, but yeah, but we actually like it because you know, it has those lights on there still and yeah. so I'll have to have the kids take off the lights and then I'll drag it out, throw it out. One time yeah, when I was well, a kid, my parents left it up until like July and then they were starting to take it back, <laughs> take it down. I was like, mom, we're over halfway there. Just leave it up. <laughs> we, was, that real, was that a real months. tree or, or just? No, uh, it, no, not real. It was No, ours, that, we always get the real trees every year. So this is a real tree and it's so dry. You know, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. 
And uh, the, the other thing as well, if if you're suffering from wind, I would I would just advise you not to eat so many tin baked beans. I'll stop it. Uh, just a <laughs> yeah, just a Good little tip. Yeah, <laughs> uh, John boy, you, uh, you you picked up the talking stick. How are you? How's Virginia? It's good. Today is pretty much perfect. Sunny, 65, nice breeze. I have the windows open, so it's a good day here. Yeah. And does your other half know that you think Virginia is perfect? Will she have something to say about that? Will she think you're uh, straying? She would agree with me. Okay. It's good that you have uh, such an open open, yeah. open viewpoint. That's I good. agree. It's fun. Yeah. Uh, iPhone uh, yeah, London is uh, a bit chilly. We've had some sunshine, but it's a bit chilly. And uh, we might get some snow somewhere this, during this next week, but we're not sure if it's in London or it's probably going to be in, you know, up north somewhere. But um, yeah, it's a bit cold. Sally, what's going on? Well, it's raining cats and dogs here in Istanbul. It's like seven degrees Celsius right now. And uh, apart from that, I gotta say that tomorrow is our first anniversary of accessible Android. So it's almost one year that we started kicking things off, and you know how the time goes by. <laughs> That's cool. Now we're bookending the first year with the podcast. And how are the Yanak? Well, it's so good. <laughs> it's going so well. I mean, um, we are working so hard, and especially for the app side. Uh, since we collaborated with blind Android users, we are revamping the app and it's going to be available very soon, I hope. And yeah, thanks everyone supporting us. We see great reactions from people all over the world for this merging. And I'm really happy for this. Um, I wasn't expecting this big numbers, honestly. So it's going pretty well. I'm so happy for this. Good. And uh, Angela, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thank you. Uh, we got your Android journey, but do uh, do chip in on any of the items if you want to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that'll be fun. Cool. Well, let's then turn to our announcement section. Austin, what have you got for us this week? So this week, for first things about the partnership and all. We have got a huge donation. I was shocked actually one day. I just woke up and got an email that we have got about $200 donations. Then after that, we got $40 donations. But uh, that is a huge support. So thanks to all our listeners. We never request for donations. But this time, we required and we got that donation. The next uh, announcement is about the partnership itself. There is some changes on our home screen and also on accessible home screen. So you can uh, join our mailing list or subscribe our mailing list directly from our home screen by just entering your email and uh, clicking on the I'm a human box and then subscribe. The other two announcements are a gift to the podcasters. So Google is holding us a uh, survey for those who are low vision those who use any camera doorbell and live in the uh, San Francisco Bay Area want to do an in-person survey with Google in the Mountain View area of uh, US. And the next survey is for totally visually challenged uh, living in the same area and want to do it in two places, our office. That survey is about Lookout 
if you use lookout or don't use lookout you can take part and unfortunately this survey the second survey is only for android users so go android party go and uh, get some gifts from google so that is the announcements i do want to add here uh most especially to the people that donated to us guys we cannot thank you enough frankly because we were actually coming up against uh some finances for renewing websites and renewing these other subscriptions and all of that and this couldn't have come at a better time and we want to sincerely thank you guys for such wonderful gift and whoever you are i know you didn't reveal yourself to us but we want to thank you so much for helping us out and we are so thankful thank you so much for making what we're doing uh, become reality because it's gifts like this that kind of encourages us to keep going and most especially when we think that we're coming up against hard times and something like this comes along i cannot tell you how thankful we are thank you so much and as austin said about those two surveys from google so one is for lookout if you are a lookout user or have not used lookout but you want to try it you can go to either the san francisco um area Uh, office or to the mountain view area and if you're doing the one for the doorbell whether you're using nest ring or whatever camera app that you use for catching things at the door then that one you need to appear in person at just the mountain view office and that's what it is and please guys do that so that you help us make lookout better and also accessing our doorbells uh better because this is going to help us and if you have some dexterity issues you know they are looking for you as well so whether you are low vision blind or have some dexterity issues these are the people that they are looking for and we really appreciate you guys participating because you are helping in shaping these apps for us thank you so much and the donations will not only go for the website and all it will also go for the app so last uh, last week i announced that the app was $20 but actually this is a bigger than a uh, standard bug fix this is a whole revamp of the app so there's going to be an english app called accessible android so that will cost $40 so that donation will go there the remaining donations will go for re- renewing various things that we have to renew let's say a cash plus and all so it will go for that let me say that for the app you know we are working on it and uh you're going to see very soon the app is available on Play Store it's already available on Play Store but the interface is in Turkish for now it's going to be completely in English and it will be right in your fingertips and of course for our website accessibleunder.org we are waiting for your support we are waiting for your contents that we you you think that could be useful for everyone if you want to have something if you if you get an app that you think that's useful if you have an in its tape that you like to share with us that's going to be so helpful for everyone and we will we'll be sure to include in that website thanks very much my my only thing on the uh, the google surveys uh, the one where you have to appear in person i wonder if you have to ring the doorbell to get into the mountain view office in the first place Well I think you have to ring that doorbell right uh, to make I hope so uh, <laughs> I hope there is a doorbell you have to ring I hope you disappoint otherwise And by the way um if you do your compensation 
for the uh, uh, doorbell thing is a $200 compensation and the lookout is $240. Nice. Now we turn to our spotlight event and it is uh, uh, MWC 2023. Uh, so let's have a look at what was unveiled at this conference. Uh, Warren, do you want to kick off? I would love to. And MWC is that Mobile World Congress. It's that time of year again. It was just like yesterday we were talking about CES. And now here we are talking about MWC, something that is a very important thing when it comes to those of us that, you know, are in the mobile world and like different phones. And it's not just mobile phones, but you have other technologies there. But the focus, though, is on that mobile phones. And so we just concluded, or it just concluded, uh, in Barcelona, Spain, and uh, so many different manufacturers were there. Thank God uh, COVID is over and people are now back in person. It's a wonderful experience. Uh, so for me, there are a couple of things that kind of uh, got my attention, and we're talking about the phones and the first phone, even though it's not a household name, well, it is a household name, Nokia, uh, back in the day. Um, but they're doing good. They're up there. But the G22 is what I'm talking about. And when I read about the G22, it kind of reminds me of the Fairphone from that, uh, is it, where are they from? I think Dutch, right? Netherlands, I believe it is. The Fairphone, in other words, is a phone that you can replace the parts by yourself or you can fix it yourself. So they partner with iFixit to make sure that you can take off the uh, screen, um, although it involves like 39, <laughs> you know, whatever steps or whatever, but you're not going to be using any hot glue guns to melt the glue and all of that. Um, I'm not sure that it may be something easier for those of us who are visually impaired, but at least maybe if you have a friend who's uh, technically inclined, they might be able to help you do that without need of taking it to somewhere. And so uh, I'm glad to see that. But for specs, though, you know, people like to hear about specs and things like that. And um, let me grab the specs of that phone. So the specifications of this uh, G22 are as follows. So the chip in this thing is called Unisoc, U-N-I-S-O-C, uh, T606. And then when it comes to display, it's a 6.52 inch. When it comes to memory, it has 4 GB. So this is not a flagship phone. This is a mid-ranger or whatever you want to call it. And it has a 64 gig of storage uh, and supports SD card up to like 2 TB. So for the main camera on the back, now it's a 50 megapixels uh, main camera there, 1.8. And then the secondary rear camera here is a 2 MP macro. And then there's also uh, another 2MP uh, depth uh, sensor camera. So it has three on the back, and that's what it has. For battery, though, I think for me, this is probably where it shines the most, is uh, 5,050 milliamp battery for that battery that it has. 
and for charging though you know it's uh it's not a fast charging thing either but at least you have up to two years of os update and three years of security and so it's nokia and as to whether or not they do that that remains to be seen and it has um you know the fingerprint uh, built into um the power and so Ed may like that because his uh, Sony used to have something like that. So I think that's a good thing. Then for connectivity, it has a Bluetooth 5.0, it has NFC, and then it has that 3.5 millimeter headphone jack for those that would like to be able to use it. And I think that thing is a good one. And it's priced at $179. So this is less cheaper than the Fairphone that's uh, almost $600. So if you're looking for something this easy, that might be uh, a phone to get for someone who is probably just getting started or uh, a kid or as a backup phone. If you're going camping somewhere, it may be a good phone to have given that massive battery. That's my Nokia. So what Warren was saying, let me just uh, explain more for the listeners, especially Unisoft chips are more in the Chinese phone. So for the listeners, never experienced Unisoft chip, which even I have not experienced. But this chip is used for the real budget phones and the entry-level phones. So all the reasons that Warren said that you should get this phone really apply. And the battery life of this chip depends Older Unisoc chips would get hot, and this is the new one, so this should give you better battery life. But Unisoc chips were never uh, designed for fast charging. Uh, I didn't know that because I, I I haven't had any experience uh, with uh, this type of um, you know chip. And another thing that I want to plug in there, kudos for Nokia, they want to start manufacturing. Uh, all of their stuff now exclusively in Europe. And so, I mean, kudos to those guys. Can you change the battery? Because um, that's a big thing I really miss with a lot of phones now. So you can yes. replace the battery? You can replace It's just, there's a little bit of a process to it. Like you, you have to open up the phone and you have to take a couple screws out, disconnect a ribbon cable. And so it's, it's not something you can just swap while you're out. You know, it's a process, but at least it's repairable. You don't, you don't, like Warren mentioned earlier, you don't have to have a hairdryer to heat up the phone so the adhesive lets you pry it open or anything like that. You can just, it's just got a, I'm assuming it's a plastic bag back that you can just peel off normally. And then, you know, so it is replaceable. I wouldn't say it's swappable. Yeah. I don't know why they don't, make it more swappable because if you were for example like warren was saying camping or something it'd be really handy to you know be able to swap the batteries over when one's run out and you want to put another one in you know and i do miss being able to do that yeah but at least though this process is going to be easier um you know even for the novice um to do so without sending it across you know, sees uh, to some so-called specialist <laughs> to help you uh, do it. So we, we're getting the, I like the idea, but I kind of understand 
um, where you're coming from as well. Uh, if it were just a swappable one, like John says, so if I have one in my pocket, all that needs to happen is for me to take that one out, whoop this one out, and I'm ready to go. Uh, but this is a little bit more involved, but at least uh, we are there somehow. And I think that most important word here is that repairability uh, is what people want to, you know, self-repair is what people are looking for. And so it's good to see Nokia actually going down this road. Yeah, and it was, there were four things they said that were repairable. I don't remember what they all were, but I know the USB-C port was one of them. So if, if like you're charging your phone and you like hit the cord on something and it breaks your charging port, it's something you can actually replace yourself. You know, you can just buy the part and replace it. And I, I don't remember what the other two things are, but I think there were four parts they said are easily replaceable. So the four are uh, the, uh, you know, the battery, the uh, USB port, the screen. And I don't, I know, yeah, there were four. I, I don't remember the four. Maybe it's the headset, uh, headset, headphone jack. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah, yeah that there, makes there sense. Four of them. It's quite nice that it's got a headphone jack, isn't it? Because that's another thing I miss, you know, on phones. Yeah. That, that used to be nice. Um, a lot of phones the, don't have headphone jacks anymore. No, I mean, you, you can plug in a USB-C one, but you, you can't just plug in your normal headphones without an adapter, and that's kind of annoying. Um, so that's a nice feature. And I'm wondering, I'm guessing it doesn't have wireless charging, this Nokia, because it's probably... It's, it only seems to be the more expensive phones that have that, isn't it, usually? Yeah, because most phones yeah. in this uh, price range don't. For example, if you look at all the A series of Google or Samsung, uh, for example, they don't uh, have wireless charging. And so it's not something that would be expected from this type of phone. And uh, fee, so you want to get that headphone jack, uh, so you just... Go to that one dollar store, the dollar store, and buy a headphone, and you are good to go. That's what you're looking for, right, my dear? <laughs> no, I, I don't get quite such cheap headphones as one dollar. No, because well, we, we used I'm to just, have a shop. I'm just saying, though, you know, in in the event that you know my headset broke, so I, yeah. I'll give you an example. I have a headset. Two of my headsets uh, broke. Uh, back to back, I don't know what happened. You know, the hinge uh, just broke. Uh, so, but one of them is a wired hinge? headphone. Wait, yeah. what headsets are you using with hinges on? What are you talking? Well, I think you're well, unhinged. Have, you know, the, <laughs> the foldable ones. You know, they have hinges, uh, so you can right. fold them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, They're so really I... amazing for keeping them comfortable and lightweight in your pocket in a small space. I <laughs> exactly. love hinged he headphones. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> so, so your I, your headphones became unhinged. It became unhinged, <laughs> and uh, it broke. So two of them, for 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 that matter, I don't know what I did, but thank God I have a bunch of others. But the other one that really pained me is a wired headphone because I use that in when I'm using things on or doing things on my um, mixer. Uh, it's my Panasonic uh, headset. I really like that. Nice, very, very nice, sturdy uh, headphone. And I've had it for quite a while. And I went to, to put it on and it just it just came apart. 
Uh, so I could run to the one dollar store and grab a cheap headset if I was on the road and use it, right? That's what you're yeah, talking the, about. Yeah, Warren, there's there's a pattern here about all these headsets breaking, isn't there? It's it's you. <laughs> <laughs> You broke stuff. I'm never lending you a headset if you come over here. <laughs> I broke two. One is a Bluetooth, and uh, and it's my favorite too. For for I've had that for maybe like three years. I really liked it. It was a cheap headset, but it performs more than its its price. And uh, finally, I had to say goodbye to that thing. I tried to look it up on Amazon. I couldn't find it anymore. So what a shame. Oh, yeah, that is a shame. What else attracted your attention apart from the Nokia G20? You guys in Europe, you guys always have the good stuff. We we don't, or if you're in India, but the uh, the Honor Magic Pro Five is another one. So, in I'm kind of a little bit thinking, hey, you know, Honor used to be part of Huawei. You know, you guys used to have those phones in your area, especially in Europe, and. And in India, but the uh, Honor 5 Pro is another one that is now going global. And this global, of course, does not include us here in the States, but it's a great phone. Reading about it, it sounds like a really very good phone. Um, the thing is that it's not going to be here, but it's kind of like uh, running that Snapdragon Gen 8.2. And so it's giving Samsung a run for its Moolah here. The display is 6.8 inch and then 120 hertz of uh, refresh rate. And for RAM, you know, it's kind of really have a beefy RAM there. Yeah, it's got 12 gigabytes of RAM and 512 gigabytes of storage. uh, John, I think that's right up there with your... Uh, yeah, ultra, that's exactly what my my <laughs> ultra has. Yeah, um, uh, and it has like the latest, fastest uh, like storage type and all that too. It's it's a pre- yeah. very premium phone. It has that same UFS and, uh, 4.0 like you know Samsung has. Yeah, and because they they uh, separated it from Huawei and made it its own company, we get to have the Play Store on it. So <laughs> it's a full functioning Android phone, which is nice. Uh, so, Ed, you may want to get that for the podcast to, you know, review it. And if I like it, then I'm going to send you Moolah <laughs> to get me one. And it has a 5,100, you know, milliamp battery. How much does the Samsung one have? Um, John, you remember? I think it's like 48 something. They call it 5,000, but it's not 5,000. Well, I'll be. I'll be. And does it and, have a wireless wireless charging and does it have a memory card slot? No, uh, it does not mention anything about um, a memory card. It seems like a lot of them are kind of not they're, they're wanting not to that. do that. You know, w- most especially when they're flagship phones, they take that yeah. away uh, for some reason. Uh, you would think that if you are getting a flagship phone that you are paying so much money for, that actually you'll have all the whistles and bells there. Uh, but no, uh, instead, we're not going to give you that. Instead, we'll give it to you 
uh, on a low budget phone instead. It's very kind of, I think it's got turnaround. What about wireless charging? Does it have that? And, and it does support wireless charging as well. Pardon? It does. It does support wireless charging at 50 watts. Yes, it does. Yeah, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, it does uh, 50. And that's really good for uh, a phone to have, uh, you know, a 50 watt, you know, charging um, wireless. That's really (laughs) good. Yeah, it's really good. I don't there are a lot of phones that don't have wired charging at yeah. 50 watts. <laughs> That's twice what Apple does at wired charging. Yeah, but for that to work, would you have to have a special wireless charger? Because yes, yeah. yeah, for sure. Well, you need the, you need the, uh, one, the you might, super charger. Yeah, your bug your bog standard one probably wouldn't work. Yeah, well, it might work, but it wouldn't be fifty watts, would it? Yeah, but I wouldn't want to chance that, you know. Uh, no, frankly, it could. Yeah. It's not a very good idea. Yeah. The cameras on the back, they're all like 50 megapixels. Like for 50? The, yeah, I mean, 50 megapixels for the main camera, oh. for the tele-sensor, and for the wide angle. They are all equal, unlike others that will say, oh, the uh, angle one would be like uh, 8 megapixels or whatever. I like them being equal. So it... It's really nice to and, see that. And it was 50 and not 15. Wow. Yeah, no, 50, yeah. Blimey. That's yeah. quite... Not to brag or anything, but my phone has a 200 megapixel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're totally bragging. You are 100% bragging there, John. Just putting it out there. Well, but I mean, wow. it is Samsung. It is the best. Well, it is trying to compete with Samsung, right? So John has to rub it in. You guys have 50. I have 200. How about Yeah, that? but the, the <laughs> thing about this, the sensor on this one, even though it's only 50, it's like a one-inch sensor. I think this is the phone that had the one-inch sensor. I hope I'm it not It is the one with me. the one-inch sensor. Yeah, so uh, you know, it actually Sony, it does take so better really quality good. photos, better, although yeah. it's not technically as high of a resolution. Yeah. And this is IP68 rated. Um, you know, in, in case you want to take it into that uh, swimming pool fee. Not really. <laughs> no. No. Well, I, I think you and I don't like taking stuff into water. I, I wouldn't, you know, deliberately want to take my phone into water. Some people want to. I will never do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> you can well, take I a phone to water, phone... but you can't make it drink. Oh, dear. <laughs> I, I had my phone on the side in the bathroom once before they became waterproof-ish, sort of, and it landed in the bath, and I was very sad because I had to get it replaced Um, because it vibrated itself off the shelf and landed, like, jumped over the laundry basket, landed in the bath. That was a strong vibration. It was. I was like, oh, <laughs> no. This is bad. And it was and, playing music and then it wasn't. <laughs> was it still working after you picked it up? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, not at all. But you see, this was in the, the old days before phones were um, yeah. waterproof-ish. Um, but since then, I've accidentally tested out the um, the credentials of that with newer phones by... Um, throwing a glass of water all over my phone and then drying it off. And it was working fine after that. Um, but I, I wouldn't recommend doing it, you know, lots of times on purpose. That's not a very good thing to do. 
No, it's not. And it does have a 3D, talking about this honor, has a 3D facial um, uh, scanning and also a uh, fingerprint reader, of course. But so that's one of the things that I would like to try, you know, most especially if it's something that is available to us, but it's not available to us. But I'm sure one could find it on Amazon. Um yeah. If if one really wants to try it and just uh, unbox it for the podcast or whatever, but that would be some of the two phones that I kind of think um, sound good to me. You're not getting a bargain with the Honor Five Pro. I mean, it's a very good phone, but you're paying a very good price for it. You know, there's not there's not hidden value like there used to be in Xiaomi or OnePlus. You know, this is the, the 512 model is kicking in. Uh, I've only seen the euro price, but they're saying twelve hundred euro. So this is not a steal. Um, you know, they're not they're not giving this away. No, they are not. Wow. And and talking about your Xiaomi though, uh, Ed, that's even more expensive because that Xiaomi is even more expensive than the Samsung. I'm talking about the new Xiaomi thirteen. Um, it sounds like a very good phone too, but. It's not yeah, I think cheap. it's thirteen hundred. Yeah. yeah, thirteen something. Yeah. So, Ed, yeah. I guess your phone is officially old now. You have the twelve Pro, right? I have the twelve T Pro. So oh, okay. uh, I have the one that kind of cut some corners, but had the innards of the twelve Pro. It gotcha. uh, it it cut it cut some of the the, the structural things. So um, it's technically a pro, huh? It's technically a pro, hence the T. Yeah, but uh, you you definitely don't want to take this for a swim. It's got an IP of like fifty three or something. Um, it's plastic. It's uh, got Gorilla Glass five rather than Victus. So it's got you know it's cut some corners, but but it's got one hundred and twenty watt wire, uh, wired charging, whereas the Honor Five Pro has sixty six. You know it, it charges in twenty minutes. It's fast. It's but yeah, John's right. It's old. The 13 is out now. Well, wait a minute, Ed. The phone is plastic? Plastic frame. Okay, so from henceforth, I don't want to hear you talking about uh, Pixel phones and, you know, throwing cold water on my Pixel phone. <laughs> no, shall we make a proper phone, mate? They, the they do cat, make the 12, the 12 and 13 Pro. If I just that cat that you have, and that's the Xiaomi, the cat is a plastic phone, then from now on, I don't want to hear you talking about my Pixel phone. No, they they do make non-plastic <laughs> phones, though. They have, they have perfectly respectable framed phones I just didn't buy. Uh, but the, but like seriously, the, the non the non T isn't plastic. Yeah, but seriously, the Xiaomi phones are great phones out there too. I always wish that we could have them here in the states, but I don't know what the deal is or whose bag they need to rob in order to be able to <laughs> bring them here. I have no clue. We still don't have them. Um, I, of course, Amazon is the answer, but uh, you know you're getting it at your own whatever because if it doesn't work with your uh carrier then you're kind of toast but you always want to check to make sure your carrier will support the radios that they have in there but i would love to have a xiaomi phone um you know even if it's a cheapy one but that t that they have the t pro i think they didn't want to have some uh infringement from 
what's the name? Uh, OnePlus. OnePlus. So, so yeah. they put a pro after it to distinguish them from <laughs> the OnePlus. No, there, there is a T that's not a pro. So uh, they they must be happy with it with the designation. What about what about coffee? No, there's no coffee pro. Oh, I'm not interested then. Yeah, no, no coffee because uh, maybe Chinese don't like coffee. Uh, they well, like the weird, the weird thing about Chinese coffee, I got a try a coffee from a Chinese vending machine, and it came pre-sugared. <laughs> oh, that, which I did not like no. at all. Ugh. Yeah, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But if there was a twelve coffee pro, presumably you might be able to get it delivered instantly, which would be quite good. Yeah, I, I don't like instant coffee though. Actually, oh, if well, you might I not ever like the twelve coffee pro, if no. I ever drink coffee though, I like the instant. Because um, when no. I was a kid, Philistine. When I was a kid, my uncle gave me that, and I liked it. You know, with a lot of milk in it. <laughs> no, yeah, I had it when I was a kid, and then I grew up. <laughs> exactly. You grew up. When did that happen? So, in other well, words, I haven't. In grown terms up. of coffee, I grew up. <laughs> Uh, okay, but the other in other aspects you haven't grown up yet. Is that what you're not saying? Not really, not much. No. Well, I'll be. Um. <laughs> nah. Um. Uh, but, it wouldn't be but, fee if you're grown no, up, right? <laughs> it wouldn't. It wouldn't. No. Beautiful. So wasn't there a phone? Wasn't there a phone which um you could charge in five minutes or something at this this um, concept phone? Yeah, there was That's a real. Yeah. So well, Realme the, the Realme phone is a 240 watt charger, and that's an actual phone that they're releasing, and it can charge in under 10 minutes. Wow! But then, but then Redmi showed a proof of concept where they had a 300 watt charger that could charge a battery in, I think it was a fourth 4100 milliamp hour battery to full in like less than five minutes. Wow. That is but that's not, very, plain, is it, John? that's not actually released. That's just a proof of concept yeah. thing. Yeah. Even the 240 charger um, charging in less than 10 minutes, that, that is really scary. That mm-hmm. is amazing. <laughs> I think it's cool. But I think they'll probably be really expensive, won't they? But certainly at first. No. Yeah, well, they'll, they'll include it in their flagship. I don't think it'll cost any more, but you'll be, be, you'll be buying like the $1,000 phone, you know, to get this. And yeah, it, they're not going to put it in their lower end phones or mid range phones. No, well, well that's do you what think I mean. this does to battery longevity if you're charging a battery that quickly. Does it, does it affect it? Or should we be worried about they that? Cl- you... They claim it doesn't. They say after uh, four years of normal use, you know, it'll still have 80%. Um, How battery. do they know? They've been testing it for four yeah, years. Yeah, they tested it in a lab. <laughs> Well, they um, have to like charge it and you know, yeah, they charge um, it, you know, and, and, and discharge, charge and discharge, you know, how many times, and I think they can then simulate that. So, but that's really good because, like Ed and I usually say, you know, if you have a great phone, but if the battery is not there, it's useless. So, uh, even if you have six years of OS updates and your battery can only last a couple yeah. years, it's no bueno. Yeah, I think if I no. had one of these phones, I would. I would charge it at normal rates overnight, you know, but then when I, it would be nice if I needed it. Like if I realized my battery is at 10%, just plug it in for 10 minutes and have a full battery. That'd be awesome. I seriously I love the under half an hour charge. Like I use it all the time. I was like, oh, <laughs> I need to go to work. I need to get up. So let's just charge this. Yeah. I wouldn't bother charging it overnight if I could do that. Yeah. Just that's a good I, point. I, I don't. 
just sit it on your nightstand and then you know when you wake up get ready just plug it in by the time you're ready it's fully charged done that would be so cool i'd love that yeah it's like i bought it i paid for it i might as well yeah the question i would have though is how hot do those batteries get as they're charging i was wondering i was thinking about that actually yeah so so mine doesn't at all like my my sony gets hotter when it does its slow charge than my Xiaomi, which does in under half an hour. I don't know about the 10-minute one, obviously. I've not seen it, but it doesn't heat up at all. The real question we need to be asking is, how many of these phones can we charge before we trip the circuit breaker? In? Oh, man. <laughs> okay, John, you need to buy like as many as you can. We need to try this. Yeah, you're the king of unboxing, so come on, we're setting you a challenge, John. <laughs> And I'm the king of blowing breakers. So well, I, I think a typical circuit would hold like maybe is 2000 watts or something. So you need like six or seven of these phones. Yeah. Well, yeah, Bob, but Bob I... Dylan wrote something about it, didn't he? How many phones can one man charge before <laughs> the circuit breaks? <laughs> Yeah, I I don't think let's talk about the next thing that involves London. And oh, yeah, we should actually do something vaguely related to Android, (laughs) shouldn't we? It has to involve (laughs) London stuff in relates, and we were talking about charging it's it's tangential, but it's bridge falling down. No, so no, the London Bridge is not falling down, but I'm talking about the uh partnership that Motorola has with the Moto Defy with that technology of that uh, two-way satellite um, communication um, is a London-based, I think it's London-based or UK-based. I, I think it's London, but uh, uh, to be safe, it's UK-based uh, company that has that thing that you can plug onto your phone, any phone, and have that satellite connectivity, whether you're using a fruit veil or using Android. Uh, you could use that. And it's a $5 a month uh, service, and the device costs you $99. So what's this for? What so would if, you you're the, use the if you're the adventure, adventurous type and you like to go places that you might not have cell service, then you'd be able to still send your location or send text messages from your phone if you connect really it cheap. through Bluetooth. Yeah, you send text messages and you receive the text messages as well. Mm-hmm. And it's it also has its own app. So uh, it's just a little dungle fee. I know you don't like dungles, uh, but you oh, plug... I do. I do. <laughs> you plug the dungle there, and you're. Good do you for... like big dongles, fee? <laughs> I like all the dongles. Do you like big, including, big dongles? Including the big ones. Well, no, they might be too big. You see, it depends on you know. I, I think I think we should move on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Ed, we should move on. So, from uh, dongles, is it, is it, is it th- th- this thing? Is it only is it only text messages? Yeah, can you ring anyone on it, or just the satellite? No, no, it's no. just text messages. It's very low bandwidth. The satellite technology they're using. So oh, it's basically okay. just to be able to have that um, emergency assurance stuff. that yeah, yeah you'll be able to contact somebody if you need to yeah but but it wouldn't do say whatsapp it won't do data no shame because you could yeah. always cancel your cell service you know maybe in a year or two from now uh because if they or it's just a matter of miniaturizing it 
and then we have something good going on and really are we miniaturizing the dongle yeah we miniaturize mm-hmm. that dongle yeah. so you're not going to have a big one for you oh that's uh, a shame <laughs> it's a shame will that be I less know. satisfying for your little dongle yeah <laughs> yeah i think so <laughs> so what is it is it like a bluetooth device yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah exactly so that's what it is and it it connects via bluetooth really and so it's a nice device to have uh but like i said it's 99 dollars, and then uh five dollar a month so unless one really really wants to uh probably one would wait till these things always go down i suppose mm-hmm. if you're if you're on a mountain you know if you regularly do mountaineering or something like that it's probably worthwhile yeah you know I wonder if these things work in space as well. I mean, nobody could rescue you, really, but, you know. Well, it just... would work because the satellite uh, uh up above your head, right? Yeah, so you... So, question, uh, I suppose you, worn, does that satellite shoot signal downwards or does it shoot it in a 360 pattern? That's true because it might only go down to the Earth, in which case um, that wouldn't work. Hmm? That makes anyway. sense. That makes sense. There you go. There's my idle question of the day. Does it work in space? Which no one's going to know the answer to. <laughs> um, you know, maybe NASA, but. Well, your phone yeah, might I don't think we're going to get them on it the might pro- work, podcast. There's no gravity, so you'd lose your phone. Well, you, you'd have to, uh, in space, they Velcro a lot of things down, don't they? So you'd have to make sure it was. Um, do we know what the size of this device is? Is it like a similar it's a size big phone? Dongle. I thought I thought we'd been there already. It is very small. <laughs> it is it's very small. How big do we know? I don't remember the dimensions of it, but it's it's very small. It's I think like uh, three inch or less, really. Oh, that's oh, okay. so it's not sort of eight to twelve inches then. Not a big dongle. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it, 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 even so, by average standards, it's pretty small. Yeah. It's very easy to lose a three-inch dongle. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah. It, you it, probably it, would. It. Uh, just put it in a pocket instead. Man, them three-inch pinches. Oh. We haven't, we haven't reached anyone's terms of service. <laughs> Oh Wait, we're t- I thought we were talking about dongles here. <laughs> exactly. What? I'm not even gonna. No, I'm not even. No. And fees, fees just off in like Utterville, no biggie. <laughs> just me. <laughs> Only me. Is no one else. No, it's all <laughs> you. Not, not even Virginia would be happy with a three-inch dongle. No. No. So, did you guys hear about these rollable phones? They sound freaking epically awesome. I want to see one. So do I. So, it's like a... um, So, one that that Motorola showed was like a... It's got a 5-inch screen, but then it extends to be like a 5.7-inch screen. Or a 6.7-inch screen. So, it's like you can have it be a small phone. And the screen kind of goes down the bottom and then curves around the bottom and comes up part of the back so you can use that part of the display for like notifications and stuff if you want but then when you like press a button the phone actually extends and then the display rolls kind of from around the bottom it rolls to the front of the phone 
and then you have a much larger screen. So I thought and I put was... tobacco in it and smoke it. <laughs> Probably. I don't know if it would keep working. <laughs> oh, I, suppose, I suppose if you're going to make a rollable phone, then you would want to be in, you know, part of the Motorola company, wouldn't you, really? Exactly. I think so. <laughs> yeah, and Lenovo what also. Phones, what, what do they look like when they're shut? You know, when they're rolled up, it's, then just looks like a regular phone. It's so it's like if imagine if instead of at the when your screen got to the bottom of your phone, like it mm. just curved around the bottom and went back up the top or went yeah. back up the back. Round, so round it's like, back, yeah, yeah. So the rolling actually happens inside the phone, it's not mm. anything that you do. So, no, it's almost like a dining table extension rather than a phone cigarette, isn't it? So it's not really a roll-up yeah. phone. Not really. No, you don't. You it's more don't of a fold-up. Yeah. yeah, you don't yeah. want to roll up. You know, I mean, that is uh, like rolling. I used a, to have a roll. I used to have a roll-up keyboard, and it was made of rubber. Um, and it was actually, I loved the idea, but it was actually rubbish. Did like, you did it roll up to like that. a dongle? No. <laughs> But it used to, you could type on it pretty quietly, but it used to sometimes miss half the letters, so it wasn't very good. The well, the idea of it, what, it was supposed to be, like, waterproof and stuff, so that if people were using it, you know, in a science lab or a operating theatre or something, it would work well. But they never really did work that brilliantly, unfortunately. I just wanted to mention one more thing. The um, So Honor also was showing off some ba new battery technology it's a silicon carbon battery all the batteries we use today are lithium ion and this has a little higher of a density i mean it's not nothing groundbreaking i think it's like a 10 percent increase so basically you'd be able to get like a 5500 milliamp hour battery into the size of a 5000 milliamp hour battery so it's a slight improvement but you know anytime I read anything about new battery technology. I'm kind of intrigued because, you know, we've been stuck on lithium ion for so long. So I'm curious to see how the silicon carbon batteries, um, if they, you know, come to fruition and how they tend to operate and perform. Would that mean it was easier to make them in that, you know, silicon is from a lot of the time is from, you can get it from, well, I'd imagine it's more plentiful than lithium, isn't it? Uh, Maybe. I would imagine yes. at first, like anything, it's probably going to cost a lot more to make. Mm. But, you know, if it comes something that's... Yeah, no, what I mean is the raw materials would be more plentiful, wouldn't they, though? I'm not sure. It's possible. Because don't you get silicon from sand, isn't is that? Or am I way off there? I thought you did. And now we have a listener question. And our listener question this week comes from Darren. Hi there, guys. This is Darren from London. I love what you're doing with the Blind Android Users podcast. Keep up the great work. I've got kind of a question about fingerprint authentication. I'm really struggling with unlocking my phone at the moment. I've got a Pixel 6a, and it's running the latest um, security and feature update date of android 13 at least the main release I'm, I'm not on any beta channels or anything like that and basically i'm finding that 
at the moment, when I put my finger on, or at least try to put my finger on the fingerprint sensor, I'm really struggling for it to recognize my finger. It works some of the time. I can usually manage to get in maybe 15, 20% of the time, so perhaps one time out of five or six attempts. But it would be great if I could actually find a way of more reliably putting my finger on the sensor because I suspect the issue is that I just can't feel the sensor and so I'm putting my finger in the wrong place which is why it's not recognizing my fingerprint but um, I don't know any advice or tips are there any for instance tactile overlays I can get that will highlight the fingerprint sensor so I can feel it more easily or are there any settings I can change or tweak in some sort of way maybe to increase the haptic sensitivity or something like that I don't know any advice or guidance on this would be very welcome indeed. Thank you very much. Thank you so much, Darren, for that great question. And John, this is something that when the Pixel 6 series was introduced, this was one of the main problems that people were having uh, with the phone, especially that fingerprint reader that optical fingerprint reader that Google has there uh, is not as good as the ultrasonic ones and or the regular capacitive ones, frankly. And so some of the solutions that were suggested or some that some of us implemented that worked for us, and I know John and I have talked about this, uh, if you could use your thumb because then you're sure to hit that spot instead of maybe using like an index finger. But I mean, you could still use an index finger or use, you know, any finger. But I find it to be that if I include one of my thumbs as one of the fingers that I've included, then it kind of works better in the sense that it makes it possible for me to hit that um, reader every time. And sometimes maybe you need to kind of press it a little bit harder or whatever. But also there were updates that fixed that or helped with that. And so if you have not had those updates, it's time to check for those updates to see that, uh, you know, that thing gets fixed. So you, you want to make sure you check for those updates. And that's one of the things that I could uh, suggest or also make sure that you turn on the sensitivity uh, in the display, especially if you happen to be using a screen protector, say a tempered glass or something to that effect. Uh, try to do that or retrain those fingers again, remove them and add them again and, and see if it makes any difference. John, you have any comments about this? Yeah, so I also recommend using your thumb, even if you don't navigate your phone with your thumb, it, you know, it's just at least add it as one of your fingerprints because it, it will always fall in the same place. And not only do I recommend using your thumb, but keep in mind, it doesn't have to be the very end of your thumb. Like for me, and it depends on how long your fingers are and how big your phone is and all that. But for me, I just let my thumb rest across the screen so it's not actually the tip of my thumb that it's picking up it's actually a little further down on my thumb but that's the part of my thumb that li naturally lies across the screen so i use that as my fingerprint so that i'm not trying to hit a target and it's sort of always in the same place because i'm always holding my phone the same way and he mentioned in the uh the voicemail that uh 
asking about like a screen protector and there are screen protectors you can get that have a cutout for the fingerprint sensor. Um, I don't know that that would really solve your issue. It would help you to feel where it was, but eventually you would just have that muscle memory anyway. So I don't know that that would really help you in the long run. But um, yeah, the other thing to keep in mind is if you are using a screen protector, which I don't because it's just easier for me without one, but I know a lot of people need them. So if you do need to use a screen protector, um, make sure you re-register your uh, fingerprints after you've installed it. Um, I, I use sort of the flat of my finger as well, rather than the tip. Um, Cause there's, then there's sort of more finger to, you know, to register on it. Yeah, exactly. On my, on, on my Samsung, I, I do miss it sometimes. I do, you know, I don't quite get my, finger in the right place but it it does yeah I, i'd say i mine works more like 70 80 percent of the time rather than was it 20 that darren said gosh um yeah i i don't use the tip because also your nails might get in the way as well if you use the tips i i think as well just worth uh going mad the basics a little bit your fingerprint sensor is always going to be in a straight line from your charging port. So uh, one thing you can do, either use the thumb, as John or Warren said, I don't use my thumb, I use my index finger, and I have a high success rate. So make sure, you know, using your thumb and, you know, checking the underside of your finger if you want to, that your index finger is dropping uh, somewhere in a straight line from your USB port. How high up the screen your fingerprint sensor is might vary slightly from phone to phone. I, I, I've noticed that on, uh, on on Samsungs, on my current Xiaomi, it's sort of towards the bottom about where the phone uh, the home button is. On the OnePlus, it was a little bit higher. But as John said, you, you'll develop a muscle memory. But but make sure if you're not using your thumb uh, and you're using your index finger, then then make sure you know it, it, it's vaguely aligned with the USB port and drop it on the screen. Uh, as Warren said, some fingerprint sensors can be a little bit slow, so sometimes it is not so much a, a pressing hard, although it could be, you know, just leave your finger on the screen for a little bit, uh, see if it unlocks. Another thing that can affect your uh, fingerprint is if your finger's a little bit damp um or after a bath i can't use my fingerprints for a few minutes after a bath because they've gone all kind of wrinkly from the bath even if i've dried them so um yeah things like that can be worth bearing in mind as well i like my phone because the fingerprint sensor is actually on the power button and it just makes more sense to have it there than in the screen in my personal opinion yeah i agree i prefer a power button, even a fingerprint sensor on the back. They just work so much better than in-screen fingerprint sensors. So, so that's really interesting because I have a phone that has a fingerprint sensor in the power button and I can see why it's easy, but I really don't like it because sometimes I want to invoke the lock screen without unlocking the phone. And what, what I tend to find is that I, I either have to make it register an incorrect finger to do that or obviously if I put my, you know, my normal finger, the phone unlocks and I kind of lose that lock screen. So, I, yeah, it's interesting. I, I know a lot of people like it. I, uh, 
Uh, I'm not a massive fan of it. Yeah, I so I had my phone set to double tap on the screen to bring it up. So I have to like think about it. Like, am I just am I opening my phone or am I just looking at my lock screen? And then I double tap on the phone. But the thing is, then to turn the screen off, I'd have to use the fingerprint sensor. So it would like unlock my phone and then turn the screen off <laughs> instead of just turn the screen off. So it's so a little I, bit awkward at times. I'm with Ed that, frankly, I like capacitive uh, fingerprint readers, but I would rather have them in the back like we used to have them. I don't want one on the power because um, I don't want to unlock my phone a lot of the time. I just want to be on the lock screen to look up something, and I do not want to unlock the phone. So for me... Yeah, I know it sounds like a great idea, but I would rather have that one in the back instead of being on the power. Yeah, I don't mind the back. Yeah, yeah I had that on my, well, I've still got it on my Samsung S9, uh, which is my older phone now, and um, it is easier. Um, but uh, I think the power button one would still be easier than the on-screen one, but I can see what you're saying as well, Ed, about that it can be annoying too. Yeah, because yeah. So it, it, it you have to make it fail. You have, you have to put some yeah, other thing you haven't that... registered. <laughs> just feels a bit weird. Yeah, yeah a yeah. bit annoying. I, I mean, there's nothing wrong with having those things in the back. I mean, we already have cameras back there, and I don't know why. Oh, no, we're trying to make things look pretty. Uh, you have it in the back, it's looking ugly or whatever the case is. And so we try to, hey, well, let's try putting it on the power and then it creates a problem. So I don't know, man. It's I think the best solution is maybe that first unlock um, that we don't even have to touch the guard for second screen or uh, touch the oh, back no. of the phone. No, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. Horrible thing. No. I don't like Face ID. I never have like Face ID. Oh no, I'm so. with you, Angela. Horrible thing. Um but <laughs> it's I, easier um, even under the screen, I think fingerprints are easier. You can do it in your pocket and then you know tap an apple uh, you, uh, a, a pay terminal without waving your phone around in front of your face. I I think um maybe they stopped having the fingerprint on the back because maybe some people were silly and they kept putting their finger on the camera lens or something. I don't know. I can't think no, of any I other think... reason. I think it's it's the fewer physical parts you have, the thinner the phone is. The, oh, exactly. Like, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's all about the beauty. Like I said, we're trying to make things look beautiful, uh, yeah. slim, and, you know, whatever. That's what drives it. Yeah. Uh, All phones just should look like me, and then they would be beauteous. Like well, you, Ed, Ed. The goal here is for phones to look, you know, decent and rubber and like respectable. That's what I said. Not like you, and because we don't want phones scaring children. They could be unshaven oh and hold beer cans and all sorts of things. Oh, or, or actually get better looking like me that gets better looking every day, you know. You've got uh, a face. Yeah, but the problem there one You've got a face phones would lose everything in plain sight. Well, Warren's always telling me I'm the pretty one, so actually, exactly. they should look like me. Exactly. That's my Warren's point. Warren's blind, though. <laughs> the problem with the phone that looked like Ed is when you were done talking on it and you took it away from your face, it would grab onto your cheek. It would, well, it would like that. That's the other problem. I wouldn't yeah. buy that Absolutely phone. pull your cheeks. Yeah, I wouldn't buy that. <laughs> that would be fun. like a bug yeah. in the software. 
<laughs> it's a feature, not a bug. It's a bug. It's a feature, not a bug. It's a virus. <laughs> but that that implies that Ed is like contractible. We we don't want that. No, the pulling cheeks <laughs> thing is <laughs> not Ed himself. That would be just too scary for words. But all I, all for I anyone for is... anyone who's a new listener. Ed has this thing about pulling cheeks. I don't know why. I don't get it, but he Ed, does. All I can say is, Ed, leave the ladies alone. Yeah. It's not just ladies. <laughs> no, no. The cheeks alone. Uh, no, no. I'm equal opportunities when it comes he to cheeks. He does cheeks. not discriminate. I do not. Hey, Eddie. Leave yeah, the- but I'm saying leave the ladies alone. If you want to do it elsewhere, leave the ladies alone. That's all. No, all cheeks get pulled. Like, I'm not. It's not. It's not. All uh, cheeks are uh, equal. <laughs> yeah. But Warren's only concerned about the ladies. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Moving basically, he's, he's just offered, offered up his own cheeks. What he said is, pull my cheeks. He didn't. Should we move he on? He basically oh, did. boy. <laughs> All right. Did he not jump? Uh, <laughs> I think we should good, move man. on. It sounds good. <laughs> on, onward, uh, James. Yeah. And now we move on to our Android journey section, and we are joined by Angela. Uh, welcome, Angela. We said hello to you before, but Warren, why don't you lead us off on this one? Thank you so much. And the reason why is the Android journey story is my most favorite part of the episodes. And every time that we get one person to come on, I'm like a kid in the candy store. And so I'm thankful that Angela, you're joining us today to talk about my most favorite part of the episode, the Android journey story. And so if you wouldn't mind, just tell us when you got started and all that kind of stuff, tell us about that Android journey story, whether you had any problems on the way and what your solutions were, because someone may be in that same boat and your solution may be something that become their salvation and also let us know if you will where you're coming from or joining us from and things like that so angela it's your turn let's go down the android journey story lane thank you one uh hello everybody my name is angela i'm also known by angela 3011 uh which is my dj name and my youtube channel name um and sorry about the background music my girlfriend is getting ready and she has music on in the background so hopefully it's not too noisy um so i started using android just as a you know just to see what it was like in 2016 i want to say um i used to have a friend who um i used to go to his house and um he had an Android phone. Now, this was before I had a smartphone at all. At that point, I actually had an iPad. I was just starting out on iOS, and I had one of those dumb phones, the flip phone. I started using his phone kind of like just to play around, and he had some different games and stuff. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. In 2017, I got my first iPhone as a graduation gift from my uh, late grandmother. I graduated from the Pride program at the Arizona Center for the Blind, and she gave me her iPhone 5, her old iPhone 5, because she 
upgraded, I think, to the 8. So I got her old iPhone 5, and I was playing around with iOS. By 2018, I had upgraded uh, from the iPhone 5 to the iPhone 7. I decided I was going to add a second line to my Verizon account so that I could still keep the iPhone line active and play around with Android because I met a friend of mine who had the uh, Samsung Galaxy J3. So I decided to get the J3. Verizon had it, and I decided I would give it a try. It was like that had the old version, like voice assistant with the really old. This was like before uh, Samsung collaborated with Google. And it just had like a really old screen reader. And I remember I tried it. I was listening, you know, to the YouTube channel to another story. I believe it was uh, Will. I was listening to his story. And, um, basically, he said that he, his mother got him an Android phone, and basically, it lasted three days. He lasted three days before going back to the iPhone. I didn't even last that long. I was so fed up with the J3 that I wanted to hurl the thing at the wall. And this was long <laughs> before multi-finger gesture support. This was... Long before the shortcuts, you had to, like, do the angle gestures on the screen and all that drawing. I'm like, I can't do this. I I don't know how to do this. And I, I was just so frustrated with it. And I'm just like, I, I, I sent a message to my girlfriend at the time. Not the same girlfriend I'm with now, but and it worked. And I was able to read her message, but I'm just like... This is just too much. I can't do this. I didn't even, I didn't last three days. I lasted one day. I went back to Verizon the next day. I said, I can't do this. I said, here's the phone. And the manager was understanding and kind enough to waive the restocking fee, which they usually don't do, but they waived it that time because I was struggling with it. And I made a promise to myself that I was never... And I mean never, ever, ever, ever going to use Android ever again. I was that adamant that I would never use Android for the rest of my life because it's horrible. And who in the name of all that's holy would recommend such a horrible system? It's awful. I, I hate it. I will never use it again. Went back to iOS. So this lasted... Probably about a year and a half, actually. Almost a year and a half. Um, I was on an app called Dabble, which some of you might have heard of. It's the, it was for iOS, but that app, I think, is off the App Store, thank God. That was uh, just not a very nice app. It sounded fun at the time. What got me interested in Android again was a Dabble stream that I listened to. Of this lady, I forget her name. This was around September 2019, and she was doing a demonstration of the Google Pixel 3a. And I'm like, so I message her. I'm like, wow, this is really, really interesting, and it seems really accessible. And 
it, I'm like, maybe Android has gotten better. I said, how much was this phone? And she's like, it's about $400. Um, this was when the 3A had come out. And I'm like, you know, I may try Android again. So a few weeks went by. And my grandpa gave me some money to purchase a Google Pixel. And I didn't have the money to get the 3A. It was just too expensive. I didn't have that kind of money. But I, so I got the original Pixel XL that came out in 2016. I had another friend who actually was patient with me and sat me down and taught me the basics of Android. He taught me how to do, how to better do the angle gestures. He taught me how to navigate the phone better. Um, he, he basically taught me everything that there was to know about Android. I still kept my iPhone around. I had a iPhone success. I still kept it um, because I wanted to play around with Android. I wasn't ready to make it my primary driver at, at, at the moment. I'm actually really glad that I did keep my iPhone around because that Pixel XL, the motherboard died in it. And so then I went from a Pixel to a Motorola. I did the Motorola E5 Play. That was a piece of crap device. I kept having issues with it. And I've tested out some other brands as well. Um, I've tested out the a couple phones from Motorola. I currently have a Moto G Stylus 5G 2021, um, but that's mostly for backup. It's a good phone, but I like Samsung better, so... Plus, that phone's not going to get any more updates. Motorola is notorious for being slow with updates. Um, and I also tried the LG brand. I had the LG Stylo 6. I really liked the stylus features, like, to make, like, drawings and stuff, because I have some visions, so I like to draw pictures and stuff. Um, but navigation was really hard, the way... LG had all their settings set up. It was just not very easy to navigate the phone from my experience of it. So I uh, quickly sold the LG Stylo 6 and uh, I went to a Google Pixel 3. And this was in 2020. I got it on sale on Amazon for 150 bucks and the Pixel 3 decided to die on me within a couple of months of owning it. I uh, just don't... I've never had very reliable experiences with the Pixels. And now, I officially, as of this year, I have left the Apple world, I would say, about 95%. And the reason that I say 95% is because I just purchased a Mac... Um, I actually was the one that wrote on the list about recording talkback speech, and I've just never been a uh, Windows user. I don't care for Windows too much, but I like the Mac, so I've left the Apple world about 95% um, because I still like Macs, so um, I'm going to be working with Android and Mac, and 
putting them together, which should be pretty fun. Um, actually, now that I know of how to put them together, it'll work out great. Um, but as far as my phone, now, current day, I did try the Samsung Galaxy S22 Ultra. I wasn't impressed. Um, I, I know it has really good cameras and really good battery and the S Pen and stuff, but it's just kind of like, I have a Moto G stylus for, like, a tenth of that price, and I can do the same thing. It, it, it just, it really wasn't for me. It wasn't my cup of tea, so I upgraded to the Samsung Galaxy uh, Z Flip 4. I actually just got this phone a couple of weeks ago, and I really love the flip phone. Um, I like the form factor. I do wish the battery life would be a little bit better, although I, I used to have the Z Flip 3. And the Z Flip 4 is uh, 3,700 milliamp hours as opposed to 3,300. So there was some upgrade there. Um, however, I, I do wish that there would be... Uh, uh, at least if they could just upgrade it to like 4,000 or 4,500, that would really be nice. Although Samsung does do a pretty good job optimizing the battery, I've noticed, and I do love my Z Flip 4. I love how compact it is. I love how I can just take it anywhere, put it in my pocket. I really love recording on this phone. The the mic, I use a Easy Voice Recorder Pro, which I'd love to do an app of the week for that sometime and demonstrate it. But the, the microphones on this thing are phenomenal and I absolutely love it. I love my Z flip four and I actually have a, a video on my YouTube channel of me unboxing it on the day that I got it. And yeah, it's a wonderful phone. I absolutely adore my Z flip four, but yeah, that is a, my story pretty much in a nutshell and i hope you liked it wonderful story now we're talking about this uh z flip four and uh so i happen to be one of those that don't necessarily care about the flip phones but i mean kind of reminds me of those retro days you, you know you are talking about the flip phone but i think the one thing that i have always liked about the flip phone is say i'm on the phone with someone you got into some heated argument or whatever something you're not agreeing and you just flip the thing shut and ends the call i think that's my most favorite part of a flip phone oh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> and you can answer it th that way by opening it or you can set it to which is nice exactly yes exactly. i do have it set that way exactly i do have it set that way so that uh, when i flip the phone open it answers the call so yes i do have it set that way <laughs> and when you flip it close does it answer i mean does it end the call as well it does end the call the only time it does not is if you have a headset plugged in Oh, no, yeah, that's not, understandable, yeah. Then it will but, not end the call, but if you don't have a headset plugged in, yes, it does. So it may that's still have that feature that I may want to get it then because it, for me, it's just being able to, you know, yeah. slam that thing, so, I'm done. So when Warren gets in a heated argument, he's he's got to go, hold on, I'm so angry right now. Yeah. Give me a second, I need to disconnect my headphones. Okay, goodbye. And, and I'll slam it. <laughs> 
That's literally the Make you disconnect your headphones. So That's annoying. Presume, presumably, the reason it doesn't, though, is it lets you answer the uh, call from the headset when the phone's folded. So. Yeah. Uh, that's why yeah and a lot of times if you are using a headset you want to close your phone and put it in your pocket and keep talking yeah going going back to the angle gestures uh, Angela and I know it's one of those things that uh, a lot of people kind of seem to have a problem with Um, it's not I think that the uh, problem here or the uh, myth here or whatever i had to use the word myth but anyway it's the fact that those gestures those angular gestures actually don't even have to be precise i can almost draw like a letter c you know print c and you know uh the system is intelligent enough to uh translate that as me wanting to draw a line down and curving to the right and which would activate like for example the talkback menu so the angle gestures are not as bad as they used to be so if that was back in 2016 uh yeah we've come a long way um the angle gestures are very forgiving and uh, no one's uh, intent and so uh, I don't use angle gestures a lot, but then there are, there are times I use them for certain actions, uh, customize them for certain things. So I do like the fact that we have the angle gestures apart from just, you know, the uh, recently implemented uh, tabs or four finger tabs, something I don't use, but I, I like the angle gestures for certain things. So yeah, it's just a matter of uh, getting used to it. And I can imagine um, someone going to Fruitvale land, that's Apple land for the first time from Android, it'll be the very same thing. I still struggle with uh, Apple myself. I mean, I do have it and I pick it up for like two minutes and I put it aside because whenever I go to do something, I'm thinking Android and then it doesn't work. I'm like, oh, dumb head. You should <laughs> try it a different way. Uh, so, for example, I want to pull down my notifications and I just couldn't. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, uh, my so I can understand where you're coming from. My girlfriend, she has both. She has an iPhone and she has Android. Um, she has both and she does the same thing. The other day, she tried to do Android commands on her iPhone. And it didn't exactly. work very well. It didn't work. No, no, it wouldn't work. And that's what frustrates me because uh, I'm thinking Android and I don't have Android in hand. What I have is, you know, the Apple stuff and I'm trying to do Android. Of course, it's not going to work. And so I can see where you're coming from. I used the Samsung uh, voice assistant, but I used it in 2018 when I started using it. And I liked it because I didn't have to do any um, angle gestures or anything because I didn't like them. Um, I know some people do and they're great defenders. And what's great is that they've stayed for anyone who likes them. Um, Because by 2018, and I don't know what it was like in 2016, but by 2018, you could do things like double tap to play and stop audio or to to, um, end a call with, with voice assistant, even though... You couldn't do that with talkback. Um, yeah, I don't remember having to do angle gestures with voice assistant ever, but I maybe didn't use it early enough to uh, to have that issue. So I just wondered, was it voice assistant where you had the angle gestures? 
Or was it just in TalkBack? Voice Assistant had them as well, but oh, you, really? you didn't okay. have to use them. It also had multi-finger gestures. Yeah. Here's what's happening. If you had the J series, the J series did not have voice assistant. Um, you have to oh. have a higher phone, like you know, either the S series, you know, to have voice assistant. But if you had the J series, no, that was using talkback, and so it will be uh, the angle gestures that you're talking about. But yes, fee, if you uh, have a phone that has the voice assistant, then you know we have those talkback. Uh, gestures now are based on that voice assistant so there was no yeah. need of an angle gesture if you didn't want to use those uh, yeah, they're very I, I like them yeah they're very good actually some yeah. people still prefer them uh unfortunately Samsung's not doing that anymore well angela thank you so much for coming in and talking about uh your android journey story even though you are insulting my pixel phone but i forgive you uh <laughs> it was a great story. Oh, yes, I enjoyed it. <laughs> uh, frankly, we appreciate you coming on to talk with us today. Yes, thank you. And uh, we're glad you like your Samsung phone. And uh, uh, speeding in the face of my Pixel is okay. I'm used yeah. to it. So don't feel I'm, bad I'm about glad it. <laughs> Damn with Pixels. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Unfortunately, I have to agree with Ed because mine just died. Both of mine just flat out died. Thanks for having us on. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming. Austin, how do people get in touch with us? So people to locate us, they can email us with their questions or feedback or comments or recording submissions to contact us at blindandroidusers.com. They can browse our website, blindandroidusers.com. Check out our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash blindandroidusers. Subscribe to our mailing list, Blind Android Users, plus subscribe at groups.io. The links for Telegram and Twitter Clubhouse will be in the show notes with all the other links. So that is it from us this week. Well, that's it for this week. See you next week, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Later. Bye, everyone. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to another clip from the Blind Android Users channel. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you're notified of every new material that we upload. Thanks again for listening to the Blind Android Users channel.